0: Israel is at war with Hamas. It's all kicking off over there. We have loads of people dying. It's an absolute tragedy. There's just carnage, bloodshed, massive things happening on the geopolitical stage with multiple countries getting involved. What is going to happen that? We got Lawrence Fox arrested over marks on Euler's cameras. And also he's been permanently sacked from GB News and Keir Starmer had glitter poured her on him in the recent Labour Party conference. But stay, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by someone who have had the show on the show before, is Eloise, young spokesperson of the Heritage Party. Do you want to give a little introduction about who you are and what you're about?
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, so as you said, my name is Eloise Schultz. Um, I'm 23, and uh, I'm the young adult spokesman for the Heritage Party. I'm also the acting Essex coordinator for the party. Um outside of the party for my work i'm a homeschool tutor um as a big passion of mine is working with children um and protecting the right to homeschool
0: wow well thanks for being here and also big credit because recently you had a like a conference and you spoke of that and it was good check out on the heritage party youtube channel yeah
1: thank you yeah it's on youtube and it's on rumble as well
0: mm, brilliant um well like follow your own personal social media i think did you post it
1: I hope so. Uh, I may not have got around to it yet, but I certainly will uh, this evening, now that you've mentioned that,
0: actually. (laughs) No worries. So definitely do check that link in the description. But um, yeah, coming in with the first story. So Israel is at war with Hamas. So basically, here's what has been happening. So uh, so, militants from gaza fired thousands of rockets towards israel towns on saturday morning before breaking through the heavily fortified border fence with israel and sending militants deep into israel territory there hamas gunmen killed hundreds of people including civilians and soldiers and took hostages sometimes from their homes it took israeli troops more than two days to take back control as fighting raged in the streets on monday the israel defense forces the idf said it had retaken control of israel communities in gaza's um, on its southern border fighting with Hamas and it's ended the IDF spokesperson St. Jonathan Cruter said Thursday that bodies of about 1500 to mass fights have been recovered inside Israel since the attack on Saturday The attacks are were unprecedented in tactics and scale as Israel has not faced its Adversary in street battles on its own territory since 1948 on the Arab-Israeli war. It has also never faced a terrorist ter- ter- attack of this magnitude, as has taken the lives of so many civilians. While Hamas has kidnapped Israelis before, it has never been taken dozens of hostages at once including children and elderly people. And there's up to 100 people who have been captured, and now they're saying that basically the Israeli government need to do certain things, or like every drone strike or rocket, they're going to k- kill, they're going to do a live execution. So it is beyond horrific what's going on now there's quite a few views on it there's views of like well Israel's been doing this to Palestinians for ages so this is just getting their own back but I think the broader sense is this is the biggest um, mass killing of Jews since the Holocaust so it, it is raising you know alarm bells in that respect but what's kind of your thoughts of what's going on
1: yeah I mean obviously Middle Eastern topics has been quite a polarizing issue for a long time Um, And there's not really going to be a simple solution to it. But um, I have always held, and I will continue to, that Western countries, as civilised countries, our focus should be on de-escalating global tensions and minimising the harm where possible to innocent civilians of any country, regardless of what side of the conflict they may be on.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I think that's so important because we're seeing just this incredible, like, kind of i don't know just tribe tribe tri- tribery i don't know i said of kind of people who are super pro israel super pro palestine but what people i think i look at is it, like you know there's loads of people dying on both sides and this is horrific and like it's like the ukraine situation people are either you know saying we should you know send weapons or whatever should do more than people saying we should do nothing i mean i think with ukraine we should we should kind of do nothing but what What's kind of your thoughts of seeing the political dy- dynamic play out? Because we had yesterday in London, like pro-Palestinian protesters, which is a bit disturbing because if there's a terrorist attack, it's a bit weird just to come out and say, all of a sudden you're pro-something, in a sense, with the optics.
1: Yeah. So obviously I know that a lot of the West does view um, Hamas as a terrorist organisation. Um, I think people who support palestine they're, they're in their hearts they support the people of palestine um i wouldn't say that many people you're going to find on the street will advocate for violence against innocent civilians um and like i was saying it, we as the west have to concentrate on negotiation on bringing those tensions down i don't know if it's really an option of you know supplying weapons attacking or do nothing it's you know can we can we provide any support for negotiations any kind of neutral support if that makes sense can we facilitate negotiations or de-escalation in any way
0: Mm. yeah 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 i think we really do know focus on that and also with the israeli government they're now going full ham on people and loads of people are dying because of it and it's like there has to be a proactive solution in not more death i think we're constantly people want to just kill more they want to send more bombs they want to do this they want to do that but i think it's just so tragic seeing like this many people just Mm. getting absolutely like slaughtered like it's so Mm. sad i think
1: yeah i mean it took me by surprise as much as anyone i think because it was such an inflammatory move um it's it's always been a contested issue you know it's there's always been as as you said you know israel have made aggressive moves in the past like it's it's always been ongoing but it's just been such it's yeah like i said inflammatory like the whole world knows about it this week like everyone's heard about this recent move
0: And it and it's just been going on and on and on with All the conflict there, and I—I mean, I don't think there is an easy solution. But there's a weird dynamic forming where you got the kind of pro-Israel people who are like, "Yeah, they should Mm. just send you know missiles, whatever." And then there's also kind of weird coalition of white nationalists with like (laughs) the the pro-Palestine movement. There's now kind of Nazis are loving it because there's all this hatred for Israel and the Jews. And I think people got to step back and say, you know, killing's terrible, regardless of who it is there might be some justifications of certain things, and maybe this is kind of pushing back on Israel, but, you know, this is the biggest terrorist attack, biggest killing of Jews since the Holocaust, and, like, Israel is in a vulnerable position, so it's understandable that I think a lot of Jewish people have this reaction to it, because, like, it's, like, it's, I know, almost traumatic for Jewish people, because Israel is their homeland, like, around the world, I'm not saying that all Palestinians are Muslim or whatever, but, like, that there's safe havens for other religions, for, you know, there's loads of Muslim countries, there's loads of Sikh countries, there's loads of different countries. But for Jews, Israel is the only safe place on the planet where they can be, like, kind of generally completely safe.
1: I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I think there are plenty of Western countries where the Jewish faith is practised with no risk to people's safety. England, for example. The United mm -hmm. Kingdom. No, I don't think any, there's absolutely no restrictions on people practicing Judaism in this country.
0: Well, I wouldn't say that there's no restriction on actually practicing the faith, but the safety, like if you kind of surveyed the average Brit of how anti-Semitism's increased over time, or France, or like across Europe, Jews have been feeling more and more unsafe and more and more fleeing to Israel because that is the safe haven for Jews
1: when you say anti-semitism can you
0: elaborate so like jews feeling unsafe because of um attacks on their synagogue or you know personal when view... was
1: the last time a synagogue was attacked in the uk
0: um good good point uh i'm trying to remember um well there's there's definitely been attacks there was like an attack like i don't know maybe four months ago jewish man was beaten in london or like i
1: yeah. at at, at his synagogue because he was at a synagogue
0: no he was just on the street and he was wearing a um yarmulke i think
1: Uh
0: uh-huh
1: and that was racially motivated
0: yeah yeah like there's there's been a massive rise in antisemitism i think there's last year was the biggest rise in antisemitism since stats began
1: but how exactly is that measured
0: so like so um antisemitic attacks so like let's there's been like it's,
1: when you say anti Semitic attacks, do you mean attacks where the person arrested and convicted has stated that it was racially motivated, or do you just mean attacks on people who are Jewish?
0: So like it not just physical attacks, so like as in swastikas outside synagogues or swastikas on Jewish gravestones or um attacks okay. or like verbal attacks. Um yeah. Verbal attacks. Yeah. yeah well like as in i would say okay. <laughs> i would say though like just kind of speaking to jewish people or like seeing the stats like jewish people in the west or wherever are feeling more and more unsafe and like like for instance france has been a massive exodus of jews from france going to israel because of safety so like israel is the only homeland for jews where they can feel completely safe preaching that's not to say that we don't do loads for the jewish community here in america we do Like we do loads for Israel as well, but like actual safety wise where they feel completely safe being Jewish is definitely dwindling in like recent time.
1: I mean, I can't I can't speak for France, obviously, but I do I I do think that Western countries, especially the UK and the US. I mean Yeah, I just I just wouldn't have said that israel is the only safe country for i mean it, that makes them sound like i don't know like refugees like like Sorry. they're currently under attack like they were in 1930s germany
0: yeah no, no that's a good point i'm not saying like it's like that but as in like the safety of the jewish people across from the globe has it's not getting better it's only getting worse and like the safety of jews round, you know the uk france sweden wherever okay. it is like uh, yeah
1: i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you that um some countries might have become. i don't know a lot about it i don't know if some some european countries have become more anti-semitic and and that there have been racially motivated attacks i'm just a bit confused because you're saying israel is the only safe place for jewish people and then you're saying that they've had the largest killing of jews ever
0: since the holocaust <laughs> well i'm yeah okay, not quite add up there yeah well like as in so like before this massive attack like, like i think one of the reasons the like israeli government are so hawkish on anyone is because like israel is the complete safe haven that's not to say they're not safe here but they're definitely safe i think in israel and in just being jewish then here like there's like even when you go to university campuses like they're burning Mm -hmm. israeli flags or they're like if you're a jew there is a, a growing prejudice against you based on the kind of conflict of israel and palestine and i've like spoke to jews who say because of the hatred of israel it it just feels like they're getting attacked constantly from both the left and the right
1: yeah i mean absolutely as i said it can be a polarizing issue and um that's why we need to de-escalate it. That's why we need to improve those those international relations for sure.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. um So sp- we'll speak of the next story. So Lawrence Fox arrested over remarks on ULEZ as mm-hmm. uh, uh, ULEZ cameras as GB New sat him. So political. So police have arrested the right-wing commentator Lawrence Fox as home after courts appearing. To encourage people to vandalise Euler's cameras on Wednesday morning, Fox reclaimed posted a video on X, formerly known as Twitter, which showed him sitting on the sofa in his living room as several people dressed in police uniforms wearing protective plastics gloves surrounded him. So in a statement which did not name Fox, police said on Wednesday 4th of October, officers arrested a 40-year-old man with suspicion of conspiring to commit criminal damage to Euler's cameras encouraging or assisting offences to be committed so this is a very interesting um case of free speech and what kind of borderlines that so lawrence fox it started off with him coming out and saying what he did on gb news about objectifying ava and there was a lot of controversy in that i think rightly so personally i don't think he should be pony sacked for that and stuff and now he's been arrested for conspiring for people to vandalise those ules cameras and also it himself So what what are your thoughts of him and the kind of free speech sphere of him?
1: Um, There's a lot to unpack, really, with with the whole thing. Um, I think, obviously, the Reclaim Party being uh, another small party set up to oppose the corrupt mainstream, what we call the Uni Party the like the Lib lab con um i think it's good whenever anyone wants to provide an alternative to the mainstream parties but things like him making those comments him slipping up like that um i do think it kind of just goes to show that he doesn't quite have as much experience in politics you know being aware of the appropriateness of the comments that you're making is really important in politics. Um, so I think it, it kind of, he's not a politician, um, but he's doing a good thing in trying to, oh, well, uh, this is tricky, hold on. I think that providing an alternative to the mainstream political parties is important, but I think it's equally important to do so with real experience in politics that can make you stand a real chance. Um, Because it's not just about making the statement of we are an option, it has to be, we are a viable option. We have to know what we're doing. I think the Heritage Party does know what it's doing a lot, lot more than other parties. Um, the second part that you said about um, him being arrested for the comments he made about you, Les, I think the being arrested to commit or for conspiring to commit criminal activity, or on suspicion of conspiring to commit criminal activity i think it's a massive stretch you know like it's basically if you can be arrested for saying something that seems like you're encouraging criminal activity how long before you can be arrested because it seems like you're thinking of committing criminal activity or thinking in a criminal way do you see what i mean it's It's not really a case of free speech. It's a case of what goes beyond that. First they take away the free speech and then they take away the free thought. Mm. Um, At the end of the day, I just think it's so insulting that he had all of those officers swarming around his home for something he said when he he was actually burgled. I think it was a year ago, but yeah, he was recently burgled Reported it to the police He felt that his wife, his children were in danger, and he got absolutely no action on it. And then he got six officers was it six?
0: Yeah, six or five. Six
1: officers turning up for saying something online. I just think that must be, it must really damage people's faith in, in the police system.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that is a fascinating point about kind of the line between conspiring and free speech. And if you go mm. into one, then does it slip into free speech? I would say, though, I mean, he did, he tweeted out, he did tweet out things like, he would tweet out the ULS cameras and be like, keep going, do more. Or like, there'd be like mm. 100 vandals, And he'll be like, we need 100 more vandalized. Or like, um, so there is an argument there. I mean, personally, I'm a free speech absolutist, so I think he should be allowed. But under UK law... I would say, legally speaking, it's fair enough that the police did go around. Um, But, like, moving into kind of another free speech round, what's happened with GB News. So, he's been officially kicked off GB News. And I think I I agree with what you said about optics of being a political party. Like, you need to know what's viable in the political sphere to actually say things. You can't just be bombastic and say these things if you want to make real change because people will just put you in the box they thought you were in anyway. Um, That's right. It's definitely a really good point there. But with GB News, what's your thoughts of him being permanently kicked from GB News? And also now, Calvin Robinson, I believe, has been permanently kicked. And Dan Whitton is pending investigation. What's your thoughts of all that?
1: I mean, I think that that station has the right to have certain standards of what they want to air. You know, they have they have standards of how they want people to behave on air. Um, and they have every right to uphold those standards if they're not being met by the people they're employing. You know, it's like if you had someone... Like, let, let's imagine you were paying people to come on your podcast, right? And you said to them beforehand, OK, this is the type of etiquette that I want on my podcast. You know, this is the image we want to put across or these are the standards that we want to provide for people. And then the people that you are paying... To do your podcast weren't meeting those standards you'd have every right to say well i'm not going to have you on anymore don't you think
0: yeah no that's a really good point um i guess you could make the same argument with with tech companies and say well in that case is it justifiable that tech companies kick people offline because it hurts their advertisers so that's why they do it
1: i think that's a slightly different issue because tech companies provide a platform for the public um to express their views and when they start moderating those platforms to a particular bias um then it can be called censorship it can start to damage free speak if it's a public domain whereas gb news are a show at the end of the day and they can pick and choose who they invite on their show and who they employ and i don't I'm not actually aware of whether or not the standards were agreed to beforehand, but if he signed a contract that said I will uphold these standards on air and then he hasn't done so, I, th- I think they have a right to then terminate that contract.
0: Mm. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to see what's kind of happened with that because he Loz has now thrown GB News under the bus and said kind of they are shields for the establishment. And it's an interesting dynamic going on now where it's like, what's the line between kind of suicide economically with a channel and also upholding free speech now personally i think that they shouldn't have permanently suspended pony removed him they should have suspended him and then gave him a warning or whatever um i mean i don't think he should have said what he said it was grim what he said it was it was sexist misogynistic um but i, I do also think that they have advertised and they have to make money some way so GB News really need to adopt their model. I think they need to go for some subscription, GB News Plus or something, because it's just not going to work, is it? I think the current way.
1: Thing is, um, discussing his comments, I would say is political discourse, because obviously, as you said, people construe it as sexist. Some people don't. Whereas uh, the conduct of GB News themselves, I think is more a case of whether or not it's good business. You know? Um, I don't think they've done anything that infringes any kind of fundamental rights. i don't I don't think it's a political issue what they're doing. I think it's a business issue what they're doing, whereas his comments discussing those is is more of a political issue in my opinion.
0: Mm.
1: do you see do you see what I mean? like because that that's about the free speech thing about whether or not he should have said it, whereas their response to it is literally just whether or not they're running their business to a particular model.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think like they need to GB News. They're they're kind of losing their audience a bit. I think because they're one hand they're banning people, which will lose kind of their followings, but also they get they're trying to almost please the crowd. I think a bit because the reason Calvin Robinson got kicked off was because he endorsed loz and Dan Burton got suspended because loz tweeted a message from him. So it's like if GB News try and kind of keep on pleasing the mob, I think they're going to end up with no audience. Like, can you see GB News carrying on, especially with the advertising boycotts and everything? Do you do you think long term they will sustain it like this?
1: Um, it's hard to say. I mean, it would it would really depend on how many viewers those particular guests were bringing in. Mm. I mean, um. Just because I love to talk about it. David Curtin um has been on the show quite a few times, and I think um a lot of people have brought in some really good feedback about what he says on the show. um I think when when he's on their panels they they interview quite well, you know people people say they're corrupt they're in with the government and that they're kind of pushing a particular bias, but I think you know people with alternative views are well treated they are listened to um and when they're providing content like that i don't i wouldn't like to say how much difference it will make whether or not they have those particular contributors on
0: yeah yeah i think loz he was definitely like uh he was one of the biggest shows and calvin did have a big show i mean it was like sunday special he was wearing this in <laughs> his dog collar and stuff it's quite funny no offense to him but I, f- I found it a little bit sellouty, out he kind of using christianity in that way but that's just me anyway. I like That's an interesting take. Like he used it almost as a career launch off rather than just uh, you know, preach the word of God in a sense.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I mean, it depends. Like you could view it the absolute opposite way and say that he's promoting himself in that way in order to have a bigger platform from which to preach the word of God
0: yeah no, you
1: can you can look at it for my sake i mean i don't follow him particularly closely but um yeah i i think both sides have a good good point on that
0: yeah yeah true i did see him actually on nick dixon's podcast and he, he did change my view of calvin a little bit and i think with all this because i've met loz in person and he is actually a really good guy like he's a nice guy and um it's it's a shame kind of seeing how he acts online sometimes because he genuinely is a really, really good guy. Like, really, really kind. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think sometimes people get too online. And I think with the whole trending thing, it gets to people. They love the kind of mm. spotlight. And it's kind of sad to see someone make those comments like that. But he did go on trigonometry and kind of talk about it. And it really cleared up a lot of things because he spoke about male suicides and stuff. But I still think, like even if your intentions are male suicide and like your anger was about that because it's to a lot of people like you know I like everyone's I think s- experienced people killing themselves and stuff and like how heartbreaking it is um but you just can't be speak I mean legally speaking I think you should be able to I'm all for free speech but morally I just don't think you should ever objectify women like that and it it also annoyed me also a bit as well because it's like like lots spoke about traditional values and tradition i mean a christian and kind of just to treat woman like a like a sexual object like that i just thought it was very mm. kind of untraditional and not really it's not conservative anyway it's almost liberal <laughs> um, i
1: i agree with you on that it, it's not conservative to, um to view women as an object um if that was his intention behind the comment i wouldn't like to say but if if we take it as that i would agree that it's not a conservative um way of viewing women i do think that socially conservative views do place a lot of respect on women as equals um i've i've spoken before when when i was on the show before about the the liberal view of women kind of um bringing us full circle really bringing us back to not being worth anything other than sexual promiscuity um which i think is a real real shame because people try so hard to progress and they don't realize that you have to find a certain balance to it or you're back where you started um i i met lawrence fox in person as well uh on one one of the protests in uh, 2021 but i'm not gonna make too much of a judgment on his personality from it because at the time it was during the uh, london mayor elections and when you meet someone who's running for mayor they're going to be nice to you so um yeah i i'm sure he is lovely but i've only i've only met him that one time so i couldn't, couldn't say mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah that's it's a fascinating point where you said that about um yeah regression we spoke about that on the last mm-hmm. show and it's, yeah. it's fascinating because I've recently watched like the new series of Sex Education. Have you seen Sex? <laughs> um, I Don't get me like, started. I was like,
1: Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> I watched the other series, and while a lot of it was complete horseshit, like there was some good parts in there. It was like, oh, that's a good point, and you kind of there mm. were nuggets of goodness in there. I think, um, even though a lot of it's just woke bollocks, <laughs> but, mm. but the new series is just next level degeneracy. It's like, yeah. I, it's fascinating to kind of just see that's where culture's at. Like when people think that sex is just nothing, I think that really is something scary because there is very few positives we see from people treating sex like nothing. Like, you know, abortion rates increase, um, marriage, divorce, people not getting married, not having kids, like all these things lean in one direction. And actually to kind of go away from that, and say sex is a big deal, it's so foreign because sex education is so popular with young people for a reason because young people genuinely think that like sex is not a big deal um but like what are your thoughts of kind of all that <laughs>
1: um well i think i think as you said it's a massive massive problem when it's treated as nothing um i can understand why people think it should be viewed as or not viewed presented um to young people as a bad thing um but i do disagree i don't think it should be presented as a bad thing because when you demonize something in such a way it's it's going to get rejected um if you if you present sex as a bad thing if you demonize it to the young people they are going to reject that narrative and rebel because that's what young people do at the same time i don't think it's right to promote it and say oh yeah it's great everyone just do whatever they want because as you said that takes away the importance of it i think what the focus needs to be that it is um an important thing um and it's obviously Sounds sounds a little bit like basic, but essential to creating families. Um, But yeah, I think relationships need to be treated as more important overall.
0: Mm. Yeah. Because
1: like, like you were talking about the divorce rate, you know, obviously it's important to have divorce. It protects people from domestic violence situations. It protects people from, you know, things like suicide, the mental health. But I don't think that the current stance on divorce it's it's a bit like well you know don't hesitate to get married because you can always get divorced um and it makes makes relationships seem unimportant again i think that's what it all comes back to
0: Mm. yeah yeah i I agree with you completely that by the way i wasn't i wasn't saying that sex is a bad thing i was just saying that no no i know i just
1: yeah i th- i was just like kind of presenting the different views that you get throughout the topic if that makes yeah. sense
0: yeah i, I think yeah. that there is a kind of a conflation of people who say that like you know they they say oh they almost go so anti-sex it's like what fucking hell are you like literally anti-sex um, <laughs> and yeah no i'm not saying that at all i just think that the sanctity of it it's so it's like you know the fall of rome like when we have just this complete degeneracy even on tv that's kind of the the um i don't know the star for young people like, Oh, sex education the series is so amazing and stuff and mm. when that that's the kind of that's the north star it it showed real so much about what young people at genuinely think about things today and where they're at with all that which i find disturbing i, I don't know if i'll even finish yes, the series really it's just so have you watched it all?
1: I didn't finish the last series because I found it too disturbing. And yeah, the thing is, I think it's, it's kind of, it's been corrupted, you know, sex and relationships have been corrupted and kind of, even, even in a weird way, I don't know if this is going to sound really strange, it's been kind of expanded to include a bunch of things that aren't what sex is at all and it's kind of it's it's devolved um and and brought about these really disturbing activities that are put into shows like sex education and you just go teenagers are watching this like you can you can rate a show whatever you want but people are going to watch it they're going to find a way and it's it is worrying mm
0: yeah yeah it's like it's it's crazy. I, I think the first season have a lot of good in it, but it's weird that we've gone from, like, Lawrence Fox to... That is classic. But I know you, you're in a rush um, and everything. But thanks so much for coming on. Really do appreciate it. It's only been a short episode. Went into kind of, you know, Israel conflict was going there a bit and Lawrence Fox and all that. Um, but thanks so much for listening, everyone. I really do appreciate it. Where can people catch you and the hostess party or... So um, I'm on
1: Twitter, I'm pretty sure it's L Schultz One, but yeah, uh, we can link it in the description, mate. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um so yeah, links for Twitter. Um Heritage Essex is the Heritage Party Twitter that I run. You've got Heritage Party UK. Um and then I'm on Instagram, that's definitely L Schultz One
0: great awesome and yeah also check out the band because uh they got a band oh yeah shade of Envy. shade <laughs> yeah. of Envy
1: also on instagram
0: yeah quality big uh, description as well but thanks so much for listening everyone who's tuning really do appreciate it thank you so much for coming on really do appreciate it again it's, it's been a super duper short one but um fucking love you all and i'll see you next thursday at six o'clock thank you <laughs>